0: Welcome to Where Are We Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. My name is Tom Ellett, and I serve as the host uh, and as the Senior Associate VP of Student Affairs, and as you can tell, I don't have a co-host tonight. Uh, unfortunately, the RAs are no longer on campus, uh, but fortunately, they are taking care of themselves and doing what hopefully everyone is doing and uh, staying in place and taking good care of themselves but I promise you uh, this will be a great show. Nonetheless, uh, I have a wonderful guest who comes highly recommended from his former BLT. Our guest tonight is Andrew Schulte, who served as an RA in Third North for RHD at the time, Sarah Lieberg klein and RHAD Lisa Schell during the 2004-2006 academic years. Welcome, Andrew. I can't believe it's been 14 years. Welcome to the show, and tell us how you are and where you are.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I also cannot believe it's been 14 years. It's, it's insane. It's been that long. Um, but I'm doing well. I am uh, hunkered down, obviously, amidst the pandemic, um, about 100 miles north of San Francisco. I am here with my husband and my dog. So we've been just playing a lot of Scrabble, cooking a lot, um, getting to enjoy the outdoors. Um, but it's, it's, been, it's been you know nice to have some time together.
0: That's great to hear. And I'm glad that you're staying in place and being in a safe place as well. Let's talk a little bit about high end. We'll get down to the weeds. But what have you done since you graduated from NYU?
1: So I have worked, I've spent the past 14 years working in a number of media and tech uh, positions. So I worked everywhere from, I started off at Martha Stewart Omnimedia. So I was doing some worked for her website. That was kind of my first gig out of school. And then I jumped over to Google, spent five years at Google in a number of marketing roles there. Um, and then I got this amazing gig to work as the chief of staff to the CEO of Yahoo. So went over there for five years, I was working for Marissa Meyer, who uh, was an amazing leader there, I learned a ton from her. And then I spent, I've spent the past year and a half at a small real estate startup called Opendoor, Um, So I just really wanted to kind of try the startup game. So I just did that. And I just most recently, literally last week, accepted a job back at Google. So I'm going back to Google, and I start there in about a week or so.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to go back.
0: Well, we're going to be interested to hear a little bit about the big company and then the startup. So we'll, we'll get there. But let's start back at your time at Washington Square. What did you study?
1: So I was, uh, I was in Stern. I studied uh, marketing and management. Um, We, I don't know if they still have this program, but it was like a a concentration in EMT, which was entertainment, media and technology. So it's perfectly aligned to everything I've been doing. I just, I loved that I was able to kind of take those classes. Um, And then I also did a minor in journalism, um, which has also been a really big part of my career. Just a lot of writing. I did a a few reporting classes, which I really, really enjoyed. So yeah, it, it, it all of it set me up for everything I'm doing today.
0: Fantastic. What about extracurricularly? What did you spend your time, although it sounds like you're pretty busy, curricularly uh, doing outside the classroom?
1: So yeah, I, um, I did, I was just working nonstop. Part of the reason I wanted to go to NYU was to just have all of the companies there in the city to to kind of explore and intern at. So I, I think I did like six or seven very like internships and lot. six or seven jobs so i was i i worked throughout college so i was working at i worked at a legal consulting firm i worked at uh funny enough fox news even though i'm more on the liberal end but i mm-hmm. i spent four months working for gret van Sustran and her tv show there i worked wow. at abc i worked for the Phonathon, which i'm sure you know is uh-huh. kind of focused on getting people to kind of donate to the school and mm-hmm. And be involved that way. I worked for an advertising, um, an advertising firm, J. Walter Thompson, and then I also actually worked for a professor at, uh, at Stern, Anat Lechner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent some time working with her. So yeah, I was, I was, and that's all on top of the RA role. So yeah. I was very busy.
0: You know, I think there's something to be said about choices people make when they go to college, right? I mean, all of that is available to any student, certainly at NYU, but other colleges too, to go out there. What do you think made you take so much advantage of the opportunities out there? Because there's a lot of college students who don't.
1: I think it was just, I, you're in the middle of New York City and there's this electricity and this, this amazing vibe everywhere you go and you're just curious. And I was so curious to kind of open doors, but also I always talked about as closing doors too. try to find the things that I wasn't interested in. And in doing all these internships, I was, I was able to do that. Um, And I compare notes with a lot of friends that were, you know, in more rural places, they did a lot of summer internships, but the benefit was like, I was, I was working throughout the academic year as well. So I was lucky to do that.
0: And you, you mentioned the RA position. How did that fit in and why did you choose to want to do that as well?
1: I remember my freshman year at Weinstein. I had uh, two RAs, Matt and Vic. I cannot remember their last names, but they were they were amazing. And they just helped me see what the RA position was. I had no idea. I didn't know anything about it. When I got to school, I didn't realize that you had these hall advisors that help you through kind of acclimating to, acclimating to school, acclimating to the city. And I, I really got to know them. They helped create a lot of culture on our floor. Even my, um, my, my closest friends today are people that I met that freshman year on my floor. So I was just very interested in the position and I wanted to, you know, the, the, the earliest I could apply, I did. I actually started summer before my junior year.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you had that experience yourself. You, you, you know, you wanted to do it for others. Did you feel like you, looking back at those two years as an RA, did you feel like you were able to do what you thought, what you experienced as a first year student in terms of connections?
1: Totally. Yeah, I, I wanted I specifically remember wanting to be a freshman RA throughout my time as an RA because it was just you've got these 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 young adults who are like so wide eyed and so excited to to start college and you can just do so much for them and really ease them into what can be a challenging place to study. Like New York is not an easy place to live. And I think helping them through that was 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 so much fun. And I, I loved every minute of it. I really did.
0: And, and I heard that you had a particular uh, resident who became a little famous uh, during their time uh, after NYU, even during NYU, uh, living in Third North. Who was that person?
1: Yes, yes. So her name was Stephanie at the okay. time, uh, also known as Lady Gaga. Oh. She she was um, she lived in a, a different tower in Third North that I. She wasn't my actual resident, okay. but I got to know her pretty well, and. It was funny in uh, a few years ago i had I was working at Google, and we I invited her somehow got in touch with her management team and we invited her to come to Google and she did this big like Q and a which you can still find online. and at the end of it, you know she she knew I'd put it together and at the end of it, she just called out in front of everybody um, the time that I wrote her up for drinking in her room, which was <laughs> so funny i did not know she remembered that um but it really stuck with her and yeah it was just such a trip wow. to see her again and then she invited me and some two other ras that i've kept in touch with she invited us to see her perform in central park Seriously? and we caught up with her there yeah so wow. i haven't talked with her in a few years but it was it was an, an amazing thing to just see her go from resident yeah. at, at yeah. third north to kind of one of the biggest singers in the world
0: you know it's interesting because i remember the night of ultraviolet live uh, where she was Uh, the third north representative and sarah turned to me and she said this woman's going to win and she's going to have a great career and i was like okay she didn't win i think she placed third um but she's phenomenal she was was, phenomenal then i mean yeah
1: I'll never forget I was at that I was at that show as well. It, yeah, and she I remember afterwards I went up to her and I was like, You are you are incredibly talented mm-hmm. and she did a lot of acapella yeah. with um, the Third North acapella group. So yeah, she was she was involved in a lot of music back then.
0: And involved yeah. in the residence hall, sound like. Yeah. Positively in in other ways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you go through the RA position. Tell me a little bit about the skills that you gained that you feel like you're still using today.
1: So this is a great question. I mean, I think I there's so many. I mean, the I remember when we went through the training, we talked a lot about like crisis response, and that was a huge piece of it. And that's something I've taken to a number of positions I've worked in. Um, you have to be you have to be a marketer. You have to promote activities on your floor and try to encourage attendance Uh, a lot of community development you're a therapist um, you have to you know work really well with the team and then also we I just remember being really frugal that was a a big skill because we we had meager budgets and we had to kind of put together activities so all of those together I think I've used every single one of them in some of the tech roles that I've been in um especially I think like I said the crisis response being a marketer um the community development piece, especially building culture,
0: mm-hmm. one of the
1: things when I was working at Yahoo, I was working, again, I was working with the CEO there as her chief of staff, and we were focused on just making Yahoo an exciting place to work again. And a lot of that is really developing community and, and developing events and, and making sure people enjoy working there. And it's very similar to being an RA. And I, I remember taking a lot of those skills and learning a lot of those skills from from back in the
0: day. I don't think you can underestimate the importance of culture wherever you work, wherever you live, whoever you're around. So I, I, it's a really great point. Are there certain parts of the culture, if we want to talk a little bit about your Yahoo time, that you try to instill within the community of workers there?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we did a lot of that with, with uh, transparency to make sure that all employees understood everything that was happening. Um, a lot of just kind of regular communication and meetings. So we we developed something called FYI, which was a Friday kind of town hall for the entire company, all 12,000 employees. And we'd come together on Fridays and share wins and positive things that were happening. Um, we'd, we'd talk about product launches and and just answer questions. And that was a huge part of culture because I think before we got there, there wasn't as much of a focus on regular communication. I think they did like quarterly all-hands. And in having more of that regular, consistent time with employees, you just develop trust, you help them understand where the company's moving, what the strategy is, and it it really paid dividends. So we spent a lot of time on that.
0: So in kind of rounding out the NYU experience, what stood out to you as really the pinnacle of your time at NYU?
1: Um, I think it was really, I I just remember we had our Wednesday meetings with the, uh, with the RA staff and every, I always looked forward to that time. It just was this period where we came together. We got to, you know, just share stories, understand what was happening across event, across NYU. Um, and I just developed this really close network with, some of the, the the team there and I like I just got married in June I had two RAs at my wedding here in California and it was the pinnacle was just that time together like I it's just I have such amazing memories of being an RA and it was the best decision I made at NYU
0: I'm glad to hear that I really am uh, let, let's transition to graduation day uh, you know, it, you were still at the Yankee Stadium or at Washington Square Park at that point?
1: My we were in Washington Square, Square. Park, and yeah. then we had the the Stern graduation yeah. as well. Okay, um, Yeah.
0: where so you were probably one of the last uh, Washington Square Park graduations. So you, you're in the park, you graduate, you, you give your hug, say goodbye. Uh, what did it feel like, and then how did you approach that, that moment of full-time work how am I gonna do this career I want to go into communications marketing and through the tech world and outside of it how did you approach that
1: so I I'll never forget honestly I got into a taxi it was nighttime and I got into the cab leaving third north heading to my apartment and I just remember hysterically crying because I I was like I'm gonna this, this was such a special four years I'm gonna miss everybody life won't be the same so it was it was certainly an adjustment. Um, I also was graduating into a, a more challenging economic environment. So I was lucky to find my way into more stable companies, but it was not an easy landing. And I remember, um, I remember just really being um, focused on thinking about what is, what, where do I wanna take my career long-term so that it's stable? And where do I see trends that are moving, uh, moving forward so that I could basically join really strong companies? And that's when I immediately started looking at Google. And and spent a year at Martha Stewart, which was great, but the, 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 the real trends and, and real interesting things were happening at Google. So that's when I made the move there in 2007.
0: So, so what does a young 22-year-old a just graduating class of 2020 think about? You use that word strong company. What should somebody look for in a strong company? I think you need to look
1: for, I mean, I, I become a geek and listen to earnings calls and try to understand, you know, what what is the company launching? How how stable are their balance sheets? What is their mission? Is that is the mission something that can stand the test of time? Um, with Google, their mission was to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And that is just something that you can kind of see through the years has transcended various tech trends that are happening. It's transcended um, a rise of mobile. Um, So I just look at kind of the core of what the company is doing, their balance sheets. Are they a healthy company? And then getting to know the leadership team when you're interviewing there, whether it's a startup or a big company, you're going to be chatting with, with some of the more senior people there at some point, just getting to know them. And do you feel confident in them? Do you feel like they can, help drive the company through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So I've always I've always focused a lot on the people that I meet there in the interview process mm-hmm. as well.
0: A reflection on your 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 you know early days at Martha Stewart and what that was like.
1: It was it was a like I said, it was just a great place to understand what working full time was like. Because you kind of go from as I said, I was working throughout college, I was everything was part-time but to go into a full-time position where you're investing all of your energy into something, um, I just learned you know, the do's and don'ts of working in a big company. Um, and I was involved in her daytime TV show website. So basically, anything that happened on air, we reflected on the website. So like all the recipes and crafts and things she was doing, uh, I was in charge of Basically updating all of that and inputting all the information. So it was I mean, it wasn't the most glamorous job, but it it really just I learned a ton in it and it set me up for the next thing. So was I was I totally happy and thrilled there? Not every day, but it it really set the stage for things that I learned later.
0: and And since then you've really focused in the tech industry through the marketing venue. what are, what skills and competencies does someone need to really be in marketing? in tech or outside of it, it sounds like there's some real strength that you need to have as it relate in awareness as to the tech tools and social media and, and all of those aspects.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what type of marketing you're interested in. So I, I was lucky to have a lot of really great marketing classes um, at Stern. And I just generally gravitated more towards brand marketing or just kind of, Selling the entire brand and the company and trying to get people to just think positively about what that brand stands for, um, so yeah, I mean, I think you number one, you need to be passionate about the company and you want you want to join a company that you're excited about and that you will enjoy coming to work every day, helping people um, use those products. so I think that's foundational, but then. I mean, I think it's marketing is, is not the most difficult thing to learn. I think you just need to, um, it's, it's helpful if you've taken some classes, obviously, like I did. Um, but I think just being able to understand social, like you said, I think that's really important, understand social media and um, how that can kind of influence people to make a purchase decision. Um, but really what drew me to it was I love inspiring people to act in some way. Um, and that's what marketing is. It's it's inspiring people to purchase something, to think a certain way, to do something. So, if you are excited about that, then it's a really great career and and uh, direction you can take your your career.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned open door and working for a startup. How was that different from the large Google, Yahoo, and even Martha Stewart, all very established brands?
1: Yeah. Um, Open Door What it's open door is much more about um, where you basically had to wear 50 hats. You kind of come in, there's, you know, I, I got there and I was like, who does this? And everyone was like, oh, nobody does that. You can do it now. So it's, you kind of have to just do everything. Um, and it's, it makes for, it's incredibly fulfilling to kind of build something. So I think my recommendation is if anybody wants to go to down a startup path, you just have to be, you have to, first of all, be willing to put in a substantial amount of your, your time. It's not an easy thing to, to go to a startup, but you have to want to build. You have to be excited about creating something and, and building something that is going to help people in some way. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a smaller in work environment. So you've got fewer people to meet in the lunchroom. You've, um, you'll, you'll just get to know fewer people. So that's also, that, that's kind of a downside to working in a startup. That's one thing I didn't love. I love working in larger companies because you're, there's just like an infinite supply of people to get to know and interesting backgrounds. And um, so they're very different. I highly recommend everybody at some point, if you're working in tech, you you try a startup because it will just show you um, what you're capable of and it will just teach you so much again, because you have to wear so many hats.
0: You you gave great advice as to how to learn about a company and, and choosing uh, where to work. What about for you in terms of thinking about your own skills and competencies. What do you read? Um, what do you watch? Uh, how do you spend your time and where to try to continue to develop a, as a st- person at the top of their game in this field?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I I read a lot of blogs, everything from um, TechCrunch to um, to a number. I, I actually love, I really still love Yahoo. Um, even though that we sold the company to Verizon, I still use Yahoo and just, I've got my kind of infinite scroll of various updates and and things that are tech trends. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I love podcasts, Um, but I think, you know, you have to constantly, it's a a great question because you have to constantly be following the trends and, and also using a lot of products that just come out. So if there's a new app or a new tech gadget I'm always, I've always considered myself an early adopter. So I'm always one of the first people to, to use it or to try it. Um, And I think that's really important because then you can speak more, more eloquently about it, whether in interviews or um, when you're, you're actually at a company that potentially is a competitor to that product. So for example, I probably am one of the last people on earth to start using Zoom I'd always use Google Hangouts, <laughs> uh-huh, but uh-huh. I've been using Zoom so much now and I, it's just it's such an it, it's such an important thing to understand how to use a product like that because it's keeping us all connected right now yep. um, So yeah so it's just it's a lot of just trial and error experimentation absorbing all the information you can from blogs, podcasts, things like that.
0: That's great to hear. Uh, so you mentioned that you're transitioning back to Google as the chief of staff to the chief marketing officer. Why return? And you've done chief of staff before, certain allure to that particular position?
1: Yeah, I mean, so first of all, Google is, I mean, it's one of the best companies in the world. They have um, an amazing brand. The people that they are able to attract and hire are world class. Um, I mean, they've hired astronauts, they've hired Olympic athletes, they've hired, you know, people that have invented incredible things with amazing patents so this the the type of people that they attract it it really ups your game when you get there um and i just i also really love marketing i mean previously the past two gigs that i've had was working with the ceo and helping them lead the broader business but i love marketing like i said so i think being able to jump back in to work with the head of marketing for google is just a dream job for me um and the chief of staff role is it's it's a role that you, it's, it's what you make of it. So I'm somebody who doesn't kind of go into a job just expecting people to tell me what to do. I seek out amazing opportunities and look for really cool things. And you can do that in spades in the chief of staff position. So um, it's not just, you know, helping advise the executive you're working with or helping them communicate. There's just a ton of really cool projects and things that you get to lead. So I love the I love the position. Will I be chief of staff for life? Probably not. But, you know, this is this this is probably my last chief of staff gig.
0: Tell me what you're most proud of uh, in your career to date.
1: This is a this was a really fun thing I got to work on. But when I was at Google, we we basically hosted uh, President Obama's first. We called it a fireside hangout, which was basically a video conversation that he had with six regular Americans. And I was um, I was in charge of putting that together. And that was just one of the most awesome things I ever got to do, because I was basically selecting these people that said, oh, I'd love to talk to Obama. They sent in videos. I got to pick the people who would speak with him. We we put this whole thing together in four days and sent a team to the White House. We had um, a team at our studios at Google, and we're basically just orchestrating this hour-long conversation with regular Americans to speak with the president. And it was such a special—it was such a special thing to be a part of. And afterwards, I put together this really cool sixty-second summary of it, and it—it um, it just was. It's—it's—you it, can find it online too. It's a Google Fireside Hangouts, but it's—it's uh, it's one of the things I'm most proud of because it just had such meaning and depth to it.
0: What's, what's the title? So, if somebody wants to Google it,
1: uh, you could look up on YouTube, Google Fireside Hangouts.
0: Excellent. I'll take a look at it afterwards. I do want to go back to uh, one of the things you mentioned in terms of early adopter to different apps or something. Do you have one or two um, apps that someone should be kind of playing around with?
1: So, I actually, as part of quarantine, I have just taken up piano and I'm obsessed with this app. It's called Flowkey. And we have like a traditional piano, so it's not like an electric keyboard or anything. Um, and Flowkey just allows you to learn relevant modern songs, and it will, it will actually sense the notes that you're playing on a traditional piano and let you know if you're playing correctly or incorrectly. So it's just it's amazing. It's like having a personal tutor. Um, it, it's really cool. So I highly recommend that if anybody wants to take a piano. Um, that's a great one. And what else? I mean, let me look at my phone. What am I using lately? I uh I've always loved my favorite. This is a, this is embarrassing. My favorite game on that I've been playing right, lately is Clash Royale. So my husband and I will literally play <laughs> this. I don't know if you've ever played, but it's
0: yes, once
1: it we've seen it. We will play that. I don't want to house. get addicted. Yeah, it's addicted. Yeah, I don't want to so get addicted. We yeah, actually use it to kind of compete who's going to do chores around the house. So whoever wins has to. Basically, does not have to do the chore, so that's a fun one. <laughs> this is this is what we do in quarantine,
0: <laughs> and, and you should and you should yeah. uh, thank you for those. Um, do you stay in contact? You, you mentioned community how important it was, in, in two of the RAs at your wedding. Do, do you stay in contact with many RAs? And this is a chance for you to shout some of those colleagues out.
1: Yeah. So so Drew Goldstein and Kristen Depowski. Um, they were at my wedding. I keep in touch with them the most. Um, and then there's others, uh, there's, uh, Giselle, whose last name was Nicholson. Um, and then there's, uh, Norris Ferdlove. She's, I don't know her new last name now, but she was, she was somebody I've kept in touch with a bit through over the years. Um, and then Billy Simons, actually, he is somebody I've kept in touch with. He, he's an incredible artist now, um and he does that kind of as a side thing. But yeah, I I a lot of, a lot of our connections have just been on Facebook and, um, and sharing and connecting that way.
0: Yeah. Life happens, right? And yeah. Distance ourselves because, uh, life happens. So, yeah, uh, it's time for speed round, uh, some questions for you. Favorite NYU professor.
1: Um, uh, Jeff green he was a marketing professor and he i remember he helped me decide to take the google job even after i had graduated he helped me
0: make that decision any celebrity sightings outside of lady gaga as an nyu student
1: um i saw the olsen twins quite a bit and now and not a celebrity at the time but donald glover he was an ra that wanted to take my room for me at third north so he came and toured it
0: yes he was uh, best NYU NYC place to hang out for you.
1: Um, I would go to Magnolia Bakery probably once a week. I would run there, burn like 400 calories, eat a cupcake, and then go home.
0: Me too. Broadway show you would see as a student.
1: Rent. I saw Rent probably 20 times, something like that. I would I would do the student rush lottery to get the front row seats.
0: Great show. Finally, what was your most memorable RA experience?
1: We did the awesome 80s prom prom
0: yeah i remember it well
1: yes that was a lot of fun we all got dressed up and just had a lot of fun then. i remember that that was a fun, fun great memory. experience
0: right over at webster hall pretty close to third north yes yeah andrew i really want to thank you for taking time during this time in our lives where we're all kind of separated and as you mentioned a good way to connect uh, so thank you for, for sharing the story, your lessons learned, and how you're continuing to learn. So thank you for being on. And I will say, uh, Sarah was right. What a great RA alum, truly. Thank you.
1: Oh, Thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you. I
0: appreciate it. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected to the RA alums who are living the dream school version life. Special thanks to my engineer, Alejandra Aravella, and our executive producer, Shahar Aranasingh and to the current professional staff, and former professional staff like Sarah and Lisa of NYU who assisted these great RA alums in skill acquisition along their journey. If you like the show, look for more content on the NYU RA alumni website, which lists RA favorite books, picks of all time favorite memories and accomplishments. Until next time, think about how you can keep your distance from others, but stay connected. We need it now more than ever. Take care, everybody.